sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome back to another edition of the Real Bourbon Bros Podcast. Essential podcast for the novice yet curious whiskey enthusiast. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right, folks. We're back. The Real Bourbon Bros here. Another amazing episode on tap for you tonight. Um, I am Gary. Steve, how are you? Are you excited or what, hey, Steve, doing, for tonight's episode? I'm doing fine. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. So we are moving right along, guys, with season two. Um, we have a special guest tonight, another exclusive interview here for the Real, Real Bourbon Bros. And uh, this is, a, well, I would say a friend, yeah, but an acquaintance I met <laughs> recently when I was down in New Orleans uh, recently. He's from Bourbon as a friend of mine. That's right. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, so Luca Chatra. Chatra. Now, Luca, you're going to correct me on that. I know you just told me, but I'm horrible with remembering names. Um, he is the head distiller at 7-3 Distilling and in New Orleans. So, Luca, welcome to the uh, program. Yeah, welcome. Hey, thank you all. Thank you all for having me. Uh, it's, uh, we're not picky. You know, we don't look at the little <laughs> things. Uh, my name is Luca Chutra. A lot of people Chutra. say Katora. So, uh, Luca Luca's easy to remember, you know. All right, Luca. Well, thank you so much for your time tonight. And uh, we want to I, I would like to start, Steve, with the first question, if that's okay. Um, I know... Uh, your family away. immigrated uh, from Croatia, correct, in the 70s? Um, yes. Oh. <laughs> Good luck. Um, were you born in the U.S. or you born and then you immigrated with them? How did that all come about? Because that's a pretty cool origin story of how you came to where you are now in Louisiana. Yeah, I'm first generation, born and raised here. That butterfly just landed on my hat. I know people can't see us, but uh, oh. I'm outside. It's pretty it's pretty Good loud morning. inside. LSU's playing in the in the College World Series, and it's the second second inning. So uh, it's pretty loud. You wait for that? Oh, what are we thinking? Oh my <laughs> no, God. it's great. It's great. Hey, it's great. But yeah, my family's from uh, my my dad come from Croatia in 1973. Okay. okay. My mom's from here in the states, and nice. um, a lot of people ask me, you know, how you got into this? Well, right. You know, it's it's funny how we met you know, the other day, right? but, uh, it's, we're all boatsmen, you know, down here is, there's more water than, than roads. I should say we have a, a parent company and we're, we're tourism Ford. Yep. I am in a distillery business, but, uh, we're tourism Ford. What I mean by that is we do swamp tours, city tours, ghost tours, plantation tours, and we also have a distillery, but, um, you know, just through just through that swamp where you, you were actually on a swamp tour, Gary. Cage, Cajun and, Encounters, yes. Cajun yeah. Encounters Swamp Tour, which yep. uh, we started back in 1997. And I hadn't run a tour in a year and a half or so. Mm-hmm. And I was out there that day on the water bringing a special guest. And, right. uh, VIP. and uh, I seen you and I and I, I seen your <laughs> shirt and I said, and I, and I think I recognize you as, as Michigan, you know, I, yeah, Michigan, hey, Michigan, how you doing? You know, 
and that's you lost. You out to me. I said, "Is that what I told you? You lost? You said, are you lost, Michigan? Yeah. You take a wrong turn. Yeah, you're down in the swamp. The Honey Island Swamp is a very beautiful place. Southern yeah. Louisiana, Southeast Louisiana is a beautiful place. Honey Island Swamp is Louisiana's last untouched wetlands. So we have yeah, a good time out there, and that's that's where whiskey starts for me. You know, moonshine years ago, and you know, you grow up, and and everybody dabbles with a little bit of moonshine here and there, and uh, yep. you know, Jolly Rancher, coconut, watermelon, that kind of thing. But <laughs> originally, overseas in Croatia, my family were in the in the in they have great vineyards. We make wine, mm. we make uh, uh, red wine, white wine byproduct, is brandy, uh, Schlivoitsa. You've ever heard nice. of the, that? So, uh, you know, we go over there in the summertime and uh, mashing grapes and doing our thing. But I've never made spirits to the, you know, the level that we are now. You know. Okay. Yeah. So you, you, and Steve, I'll let you go with the next one, but real quick to kind of piggyback on that point, uh, Luca. So, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, you were into harvesting oysters, correct? That's kind of one of the jobs you first had with your with your with your dad is that correct well my family we're in the oyster industry right now i actually sold 400 sacks two days ago put them (laughs) on a truck 400 sacks of oysters so we we farm out many days i'll leave the distillery and i'll uh pick pick up my boys from the house and uh we'll go getting we'll go get in the um on the boat and meet the barge out there and plant rock or fish and do whatever you know nice I should uh, not tell my wife that because she would be uh, probably part of this interview if she knew about the, about those oysters. Uh, she was <laughs> a big fan of the oysters. So, and then you pivoted from the oysters kind of to the whiskey uh, arena. Um, when, when did you kind of get uh, involved uh, with Seven Three and everything? Well, the owner of the company is um, the owner of of Cajun Encounters. Oh, gotcha. Whole tourism side, and. I'm I'm in the oyster industry now. Still, mm-hmm. it's a family business. But mm-hmm. uh, I started doing swamp tours years ago, in between oyster seasons. Wow! And it was just as a uh, you know something to do to connect the dots. Well, turns out I I, I enjoy entertaining guests. Mm-hmm. But about two years ago we shift gear shifted gears with seven three distilling company our our distillery that opened back in uh really in kind of 2015 but really started mm-hmm. once you got all the the paperwork out the way 17 was really where things kind of took off and, and really started producing and um we kind of shifted gears about two years ago and uh you know, I got an opportunity of a lifetime to come over there and um, entertain people, take through, take people through the distillery and, uh, yep. and be head distiller. That's awesome. That is amazing. Wow. Steve, you want to go ahead? That's, well, that's I'm, a- I'm, just looking, I'm looking at all the products you have in 7.3. <laughs> so, so, so 7.3, you know, we did a little bit of, I, I did a little bit of reading um, and I understand it's the seven seventy three neighborhoods in New Orleans. Yep. And, it's amazing. Uh, it's something you can draw from, but do you have plans to make a a, a, a juice for every seventy three? Because you 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 got a good start already, right? You know, you wear yeah. a hat. You know, you got your bywater. You got your, 
Yeah. And got my friend that landed on my uh, (laughs) the butterfly. Yeah. So it's just it's just a great concept. Anyway, and can you tell me about a little bit about how that seventy three and maybe it was Jeff and Mariana that kind of had that idea and and what was that all about? It was it it was Jeff and Mariana's idea. There's always a lot of thought that goes into making these decisions and. Remember, we're we're ambassadors of New Orleans. We're ambassadors of mm-hmm. uh, of Louisiana, and it, like I said earlier, we're tourist for tourism forward. We're always thinking about the guest and and thinking about closing a, a great experience for our guests when they come down. But the seventy three neighborhoods make up the city of New Orleans. So each one of our labels, and I'll start off right here with Bywater. Each one yeah. of our labels is actually a neighborhood. And there's a lot more than just this being uh, something that rhymes with bourbon, by water bourbon. Uh, mm-hmm. Years ago, I'm sure you heard the story of bourbon and, and how um, how they used to raft the barrels down from Kentucky all the way down mm-hmm. the Mississippi River. Well, there was a little mm-hmm. cut right there by the bywater, which is now uh, locks coming off the Mississippi River where they'd cut into and uh, unload the bourbon barrels. So this is this wow. is our bywater bourbon. It's not exactly our our signature medicinal looking bottle, but this is our single barrel. It's the only one I had at the house. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. And, and besides that, I mean, you, you've got, you know, all the, the vodka and the gin, and I see you got some rum, yes. but more uh, interesting, you've got some, yeah, the cucumber. <laughs> that's, I've got to try some of that. Um, interesting. You've got some. That's, uh, a, that's a hit right now. Oh, it is. Yeah, I bet with the the summer this, the, coming on. The, yeah, it's very refreshing. We make a cucumber lemonade. I, I source locally. I source uh, from right here in Louisiana cucumbers, English cucumbers, and we use fresh cucumbers to infuse in our vodka. And that that all started. Mariana had went on a ladies' trip, and uh, one of her lady friends had every time she ordered a cocktail, she'd get something with cucumber, and like we got to mm-hmm. infuse it with a vodka. So it's it's really a hit right now during the summertime. Yeah, refreshing, I bet. And just to back up real quick, Jeff and Mariana Rogers, the founders of Seven Three, just kind of want to yes. put that out there. Yep. So very good. I have a couple of questions specifically about the bourbon, the bywater there. Um, I didn't see this online. Maybe I'm just blind. Uh, you know, I'm getting old now. But uh, <laughs> a mash bill for this is it something that is kind of on the down low? I know it says local ingredients, wheat and corn, obviously. But uh, any any roundabout numbers for the mash bill on that? Oh yeah, I'll share it with you. You know, it's actually I think we're the only ones using this mash bill in the in the states. Sixty four percent corn, twenty six percent wheat. Uh, 10% malted wheat. So it's malted a weedy bourbon. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. So those who like those who like the Weller uh, flying will probably like this, right? That's yes, sir. That's bourbon. exactly right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I was uh, able to uh, attend the distil- uh, your distillery when I was in New Orleans, um, you know, recently and was really impressed with the modernization of the distillery, the um, aesthetic appeal to it. Um, and also the variety of not only uh, bottles you could buy, distillery bottles uh, only. I know you had a few of those there as well, but the ones that you could buy in the distillery, but also the bar you had. And, uh, you know, you can come up and have mixed cocktails or you could have a flight. And I was really impressed. And my favorite one, obviously, was the bourbon because that's t- typically where my palate, uh, you know, kind of goes towards. But um, here's a 
question I have, I guess, saying all that, what, uh, where does your palate typically go? If you had to pick rye bourbon or let's say scotch as a third one, what, what would be your go-to of those, of the, of those whiskeys? Yeah, I thoroughly enjoy bourbon. Yeah. Well, I grew up on, I grew up on brandy and, and, and listen, it's, I enjoyed too, but it's bourbon is, is what I truly enjoy. And, and you know what, I'm just, I'm just so into it right now. I'm, I'm tasting every day. You know, I, I can tell you, I, you know, we made in the last two months, right at a hundred barrels. Nice. Nice. Which for a, a distillery our size that produce what we could produce, you know, that's, that's pretty steady, you know, maxed yep. out. <clears throat> Very nice. Right and now, everything. Are you, are, you, are you sourcing juice right now or are you um, doing, doing all that in-house? So everything on the shelf right now, as we speak, is all made and aged in Louisiana, wow. in New Orleans, I should say, nice. and actually below sea level. So nice. uh, that's right. By uh, now we do have some, some projects coming up, uh, you know, that we're going to be working on, you know, I don't want to say too much, but at the same time, it's, uh, we got some pretty cool projects that we're going to be releasing pretty soon. And, um, to be able to get some more bottles on the shelf. Would, would that, cool. would that now without leaving, leaving the cat out of the bag, but that has something to do with finishing maybe, or finished yes. product? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, fin- yeah. We, we, we just know how finishing is it's huge in the industry right now. And we really enjoy the, some of the finish, uh, you know, bottles around there. Barrel doesn't yeah. know a great job, Products, but everybody, yeah. you know, yeah, there's a lot of companies doing it. So we, we, we like that, <laughs> you know, it's you know, another, yeah. Yeah, Mr. Gary, it's really taken off uh, finishing, you know, for years, you know, in, in America, everybody wanted, you know, everybody wants to meet the distiller. But at, at the end of the day, like in Europe, you know, everybody wants to meet the master blender, you know, and so now right. the the blending process is has really taken off in the States, you know, with bourbon, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I mean, I told you I had a special, special guest I was entertaining that day in the swamp. Yeah, was on the boat. I didn't tell you at the time who it was because you know, there was a lot of people around. But I had my 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 dear friend on the boat with me that I work closely with, and uh, she helps me with a, with a lot of my blending. Miss Nancy Fraley. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. she was on the boat that day with me, and wow, this is what she helped right. us come up with was the the Irish uh, blend. Yeah. Kind of oh yeah, Irish Channel. I was gonna right. say, yeah. Wh- how did you think of that? Like, so it's Irish and American. Like, like that idea is I don't think I've ever seen that blend before. That combination, honestly. Well, and that's something that she says is the first Irish, yeah, American blend in the yeah. states, right here. Very cool. And right. I didn't know that at the time, but she's like, you know, she she expressed that the last visit down. And, um, you know, the Irish Channel is a neighborhood up in uptown New Orleans. And um, this Irish Channel whiskey is one best in class with the ADI. So it's something we're proud of. It's something she's proud of. And uh, mm-hmm. we're definitely uh, tweaking and improving and trying to get as much out as we can. Are there age statements on the, uh, the bourbon and the uh, Irish blended whiskey, the age statements? No, sir. Okay. I was wondering about that. Cool. No, no I, actually, I, I, we actually ahead. have a five year on the shelf right now. 
Okay. Which nice. is the oldest stuff that we have, and we won't have much of it. I mean, it's just <laughs> we're lucky to say that we got a five a five year right now, but as fast as we could put it out. It's you know, fun. it's it's a blessing to say that, you know, we have, it's allocated, you know, we only have so much, but uh, we're trying to fix that problem now. We're working towards, uh, you know, every day we're working towards putting more and more out there because people tend to like it and people like it because <laughs> it's, it's special in the aspect of uh, we make it and age it in New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely, go ahead, Steve. No, that, that, that's one of the, the things that I, I just, just, like about and, and just uh adore about all these little distilleries over here especially yours it's and when gary told me about this I, I you know i went on the website and i looked at this and i'm like you know and then i found out what all 70 you know what the 73 was all about and it's re really unique and I, i'm sure everyone there has a special sense of pride you know when these bottles come out you know for their neighborhood especially the the people that have been you know, born and raised there and so forth. I mean, is there a, a lot of, um, I guess, talk, you know, like within the the New Orleans about your distillery and what it means to the local people there? Well, there is, especially when you have like a uh, New Orleans themed wedding or New Orleans themed uh, a convention in town. Uh, in New Orleans at one time was a huge convention city. We still have quite a few conventions that come into town. And when they do a New Orleans theme, Mardi Gras theme uh, convention, you know, and they right. feature all our spirits, our whole portfolio, you know, the, the, the bartenders that step in, I mean, they're like, I'm from St. Rock. I want to serve St. Rock. I'm from Bywater. Right. I'm from my channel. Mm -hmm. You know, they really <laughs> take pride in it right. and, and selling it. And now that's kind of the mindset behind, behind it. In addition to making a, a, a great product, you know, but, um, you know, you can't think of everything. We try to think of everything. But, you know, to go back to our distillery, New Orleans is the origin of the cocktail. And mm -hmm. we have the longest copper bar in the city of New Orleans. We're nestled just outside the French Quarter, about three yep. blocks off the canal from the big, huge, brand new, I like to call it the billion-dollar hospital. But, um, <laughs> you know, and, and New Orleans is kind of growing that way, but it's it's – it's not in the quarter, but it's close enough to where you can kind of uh, get away yeah. from the hustle, hustle of the quarter and relax a little bit. You know, Gary, you, you've seen it. Yep. Unfortunately, I wasn't there. I didn't know that you were coming. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you got yep. to see you got to see our, our team working. You know, it's a it's a working facility. What day did you join us? Uh, that day that I saw you on the in, in the bayou, that was the same day I went there that afternoon. We got back and that's when I, I came by. Uh, I don't remember exactly what day that was. I think it was maybe a, was it that Thursday in May? Uh, second vacation of May? day for you, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> we vacation did. day. <laughs> we did yeah. have a good little rush. I, I was promoting a distillery pretty hard out there. Every time I yeah. passed the boat, they're like, yeah. all the captains yeah. are like, what are you doing out here, Luca? So, yeah. Uh, no, and I could second what you said about the location, everything, the distillery. It's awesome. So if anybody's visiting New Orleans or yeah. lives in New Orleans, obviously, uh, give it a destination. It, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Check it out. Buy a few bottles. Check out the bar. Uh, say hi to everybody there because it was a great team and we had a great time experiencing that. So um, what's your most proper, popular product? Uh, is it the bourbon, the Bayou bourbon, or is it one of the, the gin? Or I'll tell you, our, we – we ship out more, more St. Rock, vodka, St. Yeah. Rock cucumber, and Gentilly gin 
more than anything. Um, yeah. And only because we only have so much bourbon, but right. uh, that's our big movers. But, you know, we, we offer three Browns and, and one is Bywater bourbon weeded. One is Irish channel whiskey, which mm-hmm. is uh, an Irish whiskey that we bring in and then we, marry it with an American night corn whiskey whiskey, and then we finish it in a cognac cask. And then we also, our third Brown would be our Gentilly gin barrel reserve. So, uh, it's mm. a Brown gin that we finish in, and a bourbon barrel. Bourbon barrel. Nice. That's interesting. I, I saw you have some, uh, meringue made moonshine as well. So yes, <laughs> the Marini moonshine, it's, uh, yeah. Moonshine tends to scare people off the name of yeah. it, you know? The name. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. I was going to ask about that. It's like what, you know, you, you guys decided to make, you know, this white whiskey and call it moonshine. I, I so guess the story behind that is people make moonshine all over the world, with right. whatever they've got to make it oh, with. Yeah. We just make it with uh, a commodity that's pretty rich down here in Southern Louisiana, in addition to sugar cane and, and, and crawfish, seafood, and all that. And that's going to be rice. Rice, yeah. So made, yeah. it's a rice whiskey. Interesting. Yeah, I see that very here. Very cool. That's very cool. And that's all. And the rice, obviously, is from New Orleans, like you said. That's very cool. I love like there's so many local. Everything's local, right? The people that work there are local. The ingredients are local. Um, the design of the bottle, I know it's kind of an obscure thing to really focus on, but I love the embossing of the glass and... Yeah, I just think they're cool labels. Love glass embossed <laughs> bottles, by the way. We, it's a big thing on the pod. Yeah, we, we have really? something called the wow factor, and you know, not only do we look at you know yeah. the the nose, the palate, the finish, and the shape the of the wow bottle, yeah. the label. Yeah, that's that has it all right there. That's the wow bottle for sure. We well, love that. Yeah, I'll tell you, that bottle is a wow factor for our product. It's yeah. it's. And, and and I'll tell you, it's not the easiest to label. We label it all by hand in house, oh, wow. which uh, hopefully we'll be wow. fixing that pretty soon. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you can see it or not, but we have an indention down here that we have a bottle, a bottom label that goes around, yep. and it's tough yep. to have machinery, you know, to be yeah. able to do that. But it's a bit of a medicinal look, you know. It kind of tapers in, but it really yep. stands out on the shelf, especially when you see all, our our whole portfolio next to each other in a line, yep. you know. Yeah. yeah. It definitely, it definitely pops. Well, I, I love really that. well on one of my shelves. I tell you that <laughs> they do ship. They do ship, Steve. They do yes, ship. I see that. Well, yeah. actually, we don't ship. Oh, we we ship. Uh, we send to Passion Spirits. Actually, gets from Republic, and Passion okay. Spirits ships from Florida anywhere, you know. But they don't have any bourbon. Ah, uh, hmm. so we'll get it. We we know people. <laughs> yeah, you sure do. Oh, um, I know we, I know the ball game's on. I won't keep. Too hey, you much don't worry about that, buddy. I'm yeah. yours as long as you need me. Nah, no worries. Um, I have a couple quick hitters, Steve. Unless you have any. Uh... No, no. Let, let's let's do some quick hitters. I like those. Okay, first first whiskey that you ever had. You don't have to tell me the age you were when you had it, but what was it? <laughs> first whiskey. Yeah, it doesn't have to be neat. You know, it could be a mixer, I guess. You know, you mix it with Coke or whatever. I mean, I'm being I'm being honest with you. So Croatian whiskey, Kruskovac. Okay. Look nice. that What's, up, Kruskovac. 
I'll have to look that up. <laughs> okay, we will. But actually, my 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 family makes it overseas. What? Yeah. That is awesome. So you you get a steady supply of of that as well, I assume. It's a uh, when I'm over there, yes. Nice. <laughs> Very good. So what was the last whiskey you had? Not a seven, three product. Oh, yeah. The last one I just drank it the other day, the green label Traverse city. Oh, okay. Very nice. Yes. And what did you, what, what did you think? The rye, right? It is. I I enjoy it. I truly, and and it was, it's, uh, I mean, people have told me it's the, the, their top brand they got, but, uh, john over there and they they look we we befriended when you go to these workshops and you you meet these other distillers you know you become friends with them and you know i'm looking forward to make a trip up there and uh and see them and see their operation and i look forward to hosting them they come down here you know most everybody somewhere down the line passes through the city of new orleans yeah for sure definitely go up yeah i drank Okay, very cool. We'll definitely go up there in the summer. Don't wait till the winter months to go up to Michigan. <laughs> you want to know the crazy thing is that somebody was born and raised down here in the south. I look forward to to seeing just how brutal winters can be. Oh. You know, growing up, growing up on an oyster boat, and you know, you, you you're beating rocks. You know, culling oysters for twelve hours a day uh, out out on the water and in the rough water. It's like, you know, you think about it. We don't know what cold weather is down here, nope. but a forty degree high for us is a cold day. Right. Know? Bundling up. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's a wet cold. Right. But it's nothing compared up there for sure. No, and they have that lake effect because we're on Lake uh, one of the Great Lakes, Great uh, Lake uh, Michigan. So they get a lot of the snow and the wind. The wind chill really hits cold to the bone, you know. But uh, that's awesome. So that was your la- that was your last one. Um, okay. Do you have a top three? whiskeys that are your favorite again excluding your uh seven three brands i tell you what man i i got a few i'm i'm kind of like a, a traditional you know i got some woodford in there nice you know i, I tend to sip on traverse city every nice. now and then you know i got some iron root in there okay inside you ever heard of iron root I have heard of it, but I don't know a lot about it. I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. They got some, they got some red corn, purple corn bourbon. That's uh really good. Okay. I also have, you know, they say the, the, the best bourbon in the country. So, yeah, but then I'll tell you, I'll tell you the other day, I got a cool little visit from uh, at the distillery from uh, still Austin. They brought by some product yep. and, and they got yep. some good stuff, real good stuff. Nice there's people so, too. There's so many new places. I'd interrupt you. There's so many new, um, you know, just whiskey uh, companies uh, or distilleries that are now making whiskey that are popping up, and I, I think it's great for the biz, or, you know, for the industry in general. I think it's because there's such a demand, right? And there's only so much, you know, Buffalo Trace or what, what have you. So it's good to always diversify and try new things. And um, I think it's awesome you know, that there's so many new things coming out down the pipeline. You know, um, and it's kind of, Gary, I'll tell you, it's kind of when you, I kind of dance around these answers and, and all I know, that, you know, because, and I don't mean to, but I've got a, I've got a brand director and he's really, Adam's really, 
knowledgeable about the market and all of these mm-hmm. different brands. And I get so consumed by just staying in that distillery and, and, yeah. and barrels and finishing and producing bourbon. And you got to kind of get, it, it's good for me to get out and try different things. Right. But from a production well, standpoint, it's, you get consumed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You got to tell your boss you need a break, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's running your ragged over there. It sounds I, like, no, I'm just, I work I'm kidding. Some amazing people. Okay. I really do. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm joking. That's for sure. Steve, you got a few. So, so as a uh, master distiller, um, so you've been in the business, not, I mean, it's, it hasn't been your, you know, uh, a family business, right? And so you're first generation master distiller. I guess you can uh, say that. I don't know if I'd ever you, call, myself, call myself a master, but uh, I appreciate it. I, well, uh, you know, I've, I've been captain in boats since I was 15 years old, and I wouldn't call myself a master, but uh, <laughs> we, we always, it's always something to work towards. Oh, know? yeah, working towards. So so I, I guess um, for all the novices out there, and, you know, we, we, we tend to be self-proclaimed novices ourselves, you know, we're we're bourbon enthusiasts, you know, we're, uh, curious, um, you know, we, we collect bottles of bourbons, you know, whenever we can, I think Gary and I, you know, we're not like in it for, you know, the rarity, you know, and the secondary market and all that. We, yeah. we really truly enjoy, you know, for me that I, I love the science behind it. Uh, for one, uh, I, I love the, the different varieties of bourbon and where it takes us you know, the destination places and, you know, having going someplace and finding, you know, someplace like yours to go to when we go to visit New Orleans, which is on top of my list. I'll tell you that. Um, Kind of what advice would you give other, you know, novices, bourbon enthusiasts, you know, going through um, learning about bourbon? What should they do? How should they get started? And, and, you know, what kind of habits should they... (laughs) good habits should they have going and and exploring the world of bourbon? Well, there's a, there's a couple of different ways you could, you can answer that question. I I try to follow my heart with everything I do. And I try to produce a spirit that is truly an experience in a bottle. Everything we do is to give people a, a great experience with New Orleans, but I take it. I always try to look and I, and I tell our ambassadors in the, in the, in the facility, to always take it to the next level. For example, you know, I've been told before that this this part of humid United States, uh, Southern Louisiana, is is not the not the most conducive place for making bourbon. But yet, I'm sourcing great Louisiana product, corn and wheat from Louisiana that's grown in Louisiana, and we feel that people truly enjoy our bourbon, and maybe that's why we're able to make a quality product because we're sourcing locally. Yeah. We're sourcing from Louisiana that comes from the same soil, from the same environment, who knows. But right. at the end of the day, we're creating that experience and uh, and we're selling an experience in a bottle. As far as producing and learning, the learning never stops, but the only way to learn is not to seclude yourself on YouTube or 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 reading books but it's getting out meeting people there's so many people that want to share their ideas there's so Mm -hmm. many uh networking is a huge thing it's not i don't look at other distillers and other facilities as competition Mm. when we get together we point yeah business is like like no other i mean it 
it's, it's I don't really feel like we're competition. Everybody's that got their own crafty thing they're trying to to share with others and their own story. So embrace that from other people in the industry and um and 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 listen, man. Listen to people. If you just listen, you'd be surprised what what you learn from other people. Oh, I'm learning a bunch tonight, actually. <laughs> That's not saying much, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> This this business though, y'all, I have to tell you, what y'all are doing, it y'all remind me a lot of of our brand director, Adam, because he's he is uh he knows so much about what the market's looking for, where what what's the most sought after product? Uh, is it yeah. double oaked? Is it French oak finish? Is it uh you know, is it four grain? What is it? You know, but he he knows that the people are looking for. And then yeah. I got a great team that we've put together in the facility that we're always bouncing ideas off of each other. And we're all learning from each other every day. Yeah. It's, it's no. just a hard question to, to answer, right? It's like, you know, that your, your crystal ball has to be, you know, wrong sometimes. But, I mean, it, that's a hard question to, to see where this, you know, the bourbon industry is going and what's the next biggest trend yeah. or gimmick, you know? So That was my... Exactly. That was my question. Like, look, where do you? It's kind of probably my last question, honestly. Uh, where, where do you see the, uh, you know, the distilling, and more specifically, the whiskey and bourbon markets uh, headed in the future? I know single, uh, single barrel store picks are big, especially with the finishing too. But what else do you right. think's on the horizon? Anything? You think those are just going to kind of continue to dominate the the marketplace, or what do you think uh, in the next five to ten years? If there's something new, we'll see, or just kind of more of the same. There's so many clubs out there, and and that's one of the most frustrating things for me right now. Being a small facility, everybody wants the barrel. Everybody wants yeah. their own barrel, barrel pick, and, yeah. and yeah. you can't you can't help everybody, but yet you want to help everybody because everybody wants yeah. their own special angle. Right. And when you yep. go to these urban festivals and things like that, as much as we want people to come up and tell us how much they enjoy our product, we want to give them what they want, but you just you gotta understand there's so many different levels of this business when you walk in a in a grocery store down here and there's literally a thousand different products you know in a corner that's about 20 by 20. you know it's like how do we make our product stand out right you know you build a base and it's not always listen you got to make a good juice yep Or, or nowadays a great juice but you're appealing to so many different palettes that you sell your experience, you know, you bring people in, show people yep. what you're doing, where you're from. You get on podcasts like this and and you get people coming down. For example, the other day when when Still Austin pop, popped in, it was great to meet them. They're great people. I look forward to going over there and meeting them, creating that that uh, that industry team of of collaboration and 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 coming up with new product products together, you know, mixing something between say something up in Traverse city and, and then nope. finish down in new Orleans, for example, I- anything. Collaborations yeah. sounds like. Yeah. And, yeah. and not to cross promote, but we just had Wes Henderson on and he talked about his collaborations with blackened and Willet, And so, yeah, yeah that's, that's so. big too. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. We look forward to everything from seven, three yeah. distill- distilling in the future. Um, I mean, I really appreciate your time tonight, Luca, Steve, do you have anything else? for? Yeah, I, no, I, this has been a great look. Yeah. Very nice to meet you. And I hope to meet you in person when I come down to New Orleans. <laughs> so, yeah, hey, I, look, I look forward to meeting both of y'all. Well, I met you Gary, but coming yeah. it's, it's over the water, <laughs> kind of cross paths, but 
we certainly yeah. appreciate y'all having us on and uh we welcome all of y'all's listeners down there in the city you know to swing by we got bourbon coming off the steels steels daily we we making mashes we you know we always got something going on and uh we can also help you out with anything else anything else that you'd like to experience down here in, in southeast louisiana Perfect. from fishing trips to to swamp tours to plantation tours whatever so uh Keep keep doing what you're doing, and and thank y'all for including and in, including us in y'all's goodness, and uh, look forward to seeing y'all soon. All right, awesome. thank you so much. Yeah, we appreciate you your tomorrow. time. Have a good night, and uh, what, go Tigers, is it? Yeah, is absolutely, right? absolutely. <laughs> y'all have a good one. Stay stay in touch, Gary. You here? All right, Luca, we'll do. It. All right. Wow, All what right. a guy, huh? Yeah, I mean, I just <laughs> took the words out of my mouth. Wow, right. <laughs> I had to get that uh, uh, word in edgewise there, Gary. You know me. Yeah, go ahead, I Steve. I just talk and I just sit back and I say, yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. They can't <laughs> see my head nod, but I'm, I'm nodding my head. <laughs> I think Steve, Steve, Steve is accusing me of uh, bullying him on the podcast here. I think that's, yes. what, that's what's going on. Bully. <laughs> You're the older brother. Yeah. Anyway, hey, Luca. I, I got to let you spread your wings, you know. Yeah, there you go. You taught me everything you know. <laughs> now I'm taking off. You're jolly. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, Luca, thanks again. Appreciate all your time uh, tonight with us. Great conversation. Yes. Learned so much about 7-3 uh, distilling there in New Orleans. Um, everything from their bywater bourbon to that Irish blend uh, with uh, American whiskey. Great idea. The white awesome. whiskey. Yeah, the moonshine, gin. They can use the uh, white lightning. Vodka. White lightning. <laughs> it's a song, I think. But uh Thanks again, Luca. We appreciate all your time uh, with us tonight. And everybody, give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, uh, all our other social media, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube. We appreciate the feedback. And if there's anybody you want us to, lis uh, to listen to, <laughs> to interview, talk yeah, to in the future. <laughs> yeah, listen to everybody. Don't want to listen to us anymore, these clowns. Oh, they get a podcast. Well, it's easy. You just go to our... No, anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Uh, sure giddy up. Make sure it's a family topic. Yeah. Yeah, giddy up and until next time. <laughs> <laughs>